Okay, we are at the top of San Jose Malaf. Tanya, Amr Bakiva. Pam Achos Nichnas, the Acher of Yeshua the Beisakise. Very bizarre statement. I once, says Rebekiva, I once followed Rabbi Yeshua into the bathroom. Why? To observe. To learn three things. I learned three things from him. I learned they were in Yehuda. That's where they were hanging out in the southern, or the, not the northern part of Eretz Yisrael. Um, and I learned that we don't face east-west, right? We face north-south. If you're in the, if you're in Yehuda, and I learned that one should not defecate standing. And finally, El Yoshev, right? You should sit down. That one should use a his right hand and not his left hand, excuse me, and not his right hand to clean himself. So Amrle Ben Azai, Ben Azai says to him, Ad kan you think you might not have gone a little far over there to observe your Rebbe while he was in the bathroom. He says, I don't care what you think. I was there to learn what the correct halacha is, and I don't care because I have to learn. So Tanya, even stranger, addendum to the story. Having either learned that this was okay or in an... Uh, and an attempt, perhaps, to uh, show Rebekiva how it felt, maybe. He said he followed Rebekiva into the bathroom. I learned three things from him. Yehuda, right? Same exact three things. Says of Yehuda, Ad kan Right, same question. Did, did you, you, you don't think that was a little out of line? So he answers him, Amarloi, Taira he, the Lomoy that it is Taira, and I have to learn it. Okay, bit of a strange exchange. Um, very well. So in that, Vain, says the Gemara of Kahana, all gonna to say Puriya de Rav. Rav Kahana went and he laid down under the bed of Rav. Shame, you already hid under Rav's bed. Shame de Sach Vesachak. If he heard him, so these are all kind of euphemistic statements, but he hears him having a good time with his wife and then proceeding to have relations with her. Um, Amale, so all of a sudden he has a comment. He says, Dami Pumi da Abba Kidaloi Sarif Tavshila. He says, It sounds from what I'm hearing from under here that uh, you're somebody who's never tasted soup. You've never, you've never tasted food. That's what, that's what it sounds like. So your, your excitement over this uh, little um, liaison is so much, it sounds like you've never done it before. Very strange. Uh, Interaction. Amalei, Kahana, Ahachati says to him, Hey, Kahana, what are you doing here? Pok, you better get out. It's really quite rude what you're doing. Amalei says to him again, I need to observe what the correct uh, ways of doing things are. It is interesting that 
as strange as this story is, it's even more interesting that he tells him, oh, I'm here to learn from you. And really what he actually did was criticize him. A very, very odd mm-hmm. thing. Very odd thing. So what do you think he learned? I don't know. Bit of a mystery. Um, okay. So Gemara says, that's interesting. Why is it so important that we only, uh, that a person should only use his uh, left hand to clean himself? The Torah was given with the right hand. Shenemar, what does that mean? The Pasuk says, Because Baruch Hu is described as having given the Torah from his right hand, H Das Lamai. Whatever exactly an H Das is. Um, an H Das Lamai. Okay. So that's so the right hand has a particular sacred status. Rabbi Barbarchana Marfneshi Kiroivalupet Rabbarchana has a different voice, that's the hand you use. So it's more likely to be in your mouth. So you want to make sure it's clean. Unlike uh, some uh, high-profile health department officials recently who were spotted speaking about not putting your hands on your face or in your mouth, and then they get them a second later putting their hands in the face. But, you know, it's easy to make fun, but... And it is definitely something comical about people gravely stepping out in front of the cameras mm-hmm. and making pronouncements. It's more has to do with the fact that it's really... It takes a, a for a person to actually just turn off the instinct to touch your face and mouth. That's like a lifetime of Musser. That's not something you can just... Uh, like, oh, well, there's a virus going on, so I'll just stop doing all these involuntary things I do. That's <laughs> not <laughs> how that works. Um, maybe if you're a Kelmer, if you don't turn your head to see if the bus is coming, then maybe you're on the level to just turn off the urge to touch your face. Okay. Um... So those are, so far, we have two reasons. Rav says, you, this is the hand you used to tie your tefillin. comment of Rashi to explain this, uh, this line is that um, the tami Torah, we call the trup, or the tamim, the little notes and notations, which are which indicate how the psukim should be read. So Rashi says this is either, either a reference to somebody who inscribes them, someone who's responsible for put for writing them into a scroll, right? Which we don't have them in our scrolls, but they got to be written down somewhere. So that's one possible shot. Rashi says there's another thing, which he says he observed among readers, Balikriya, who came from Eretz Yisrael, that they would, while they would read, they would signal, they would, with their hands, the um the uh the um the trap that they're reading at that moment which is a very interesting thing because to this day there are people who still know how to do the hand the hand signals for the trap usually most frequently it's used for in a situation where nobody has prepared the laning or yeah, nobody the gabai. right the gabai what they call it in Yiddish it's called intezaga right he uh intezaga really is someone who lanes quietly in your but uh you sim you you signal to him and that shows him how to read the words and it is a truly painful uh, process because the guy has to go really slow. I mean you'd have unless that's how you do it your whole life. I don't know how you manage to do it quickly. Jonathan, pass the tissues, please.
anyway. These are all great reasons for the halach. Kitanoi. Really, it's a machlik, it's tanoi. So, so those are, it's interesting because why are we saying all these other reasons by Tanoim when we have two reasons discussed by, uh, excuse me, by Amiroim when we have two reasons discussed by Tanoim? Bit of mysterious. I noticed that, um, yeah, okay, they have a whole thing on the side over here to explain because it is a little strange to say that, uh, to say that you should, um, that every, you know, everyone else was saying one thing, and then all of a sudden we pull out the Tanoim, we're saying another thing. So in the, in the end, you have Rav, they, they insert Rav and Shmuel, Rav and Shmuel argue about the two reasons that we're about to see, and then the Gemara says, Kitanoi, um, this argument matches up with the Mahalikas Tanoi. Rabbi Lezer, I right? That's a good reason, and that's kind of like Kroifalipa, I think, because you eat with it. Rabbi Shua, I'm Rabbi Shua is because you write with it. I assume because you're writing Divrei Torah, I don't know. And finally, Rabbi Akiva, I Shemare Ba Tame Torah. Okay. Amr of Tanchum Ben Chanilai, Kol Hatsonua Bebeis Hakisei Nitzel Mishleish Dvarim. Somebody who observes the rules of Tznius in the base Hakisei in the bathroom, he will be saved from three things. In other words, what does it mean, Tznius in this case? It means a general attitude for sure, but it particularly means quiet. What are the three things? He won't be attacked. Remember, he's in the field. He's squatting over a hole in the field. Maybe there's a, you know, a piece of, uh, a few pieces of wood around it. Like, it's not a, it's not exactly a uh, five-star environment. There's snakes and scorpions around, not to mention demons. So, the snakes and scorpions, because he's being very gentle and quiet, they won't bother. They only get upset when you step on their heads. They're not really looking for, you know, so if a person steps carefully, it doesn't make a whole lot of noise, so it's not a magical thing. It's just by the very nature of things, he won't be bothered by the snakes and scorpions. Not only that, Rashi says the demons will also, uh, they, 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 they appreciate a guy who knows how to keep it down. So, they won't bother you either. Now, takes a different term, uh, there are those who add that his dreams will improve. Why? Because he's not uh, already he's not in the bad books of the demons. When you're in the bad books of the demons, you have bad dreams. That's the way of things. Okay. Who? There was a bathroom in Beisakise in Tveria. It was so badly infested, um, uh, either with snakes or demons, I don't know, um, that anyone who would go in there, even if they would go two people together, which is that's always effective against demons, I think, um, they would still, someone would end up getting hurt. So, says the Gemara, 
They would go on their own, but everyone else, it was very dangerous to go in there, and you only went in there if you really had to, because you'd get, you know, you were likely to get attacked. And Rami Rabasi, they would go in there on their own, no sweat. So Rami Rabban Leim Stefisa, he said, the Rabban said to them, hey, aren't you scared? Rami Lahu Anon Kabbalah Gemirinon. We have a Kabbalah. Kabbalah, the Beisakise, it's Nusa Vishtikusa. Our received tradition, that Kabbalah means received tradition in this place, in this case, is that in the bathroom you need to observe Tsniusa Vishtikusa, modesty and silence. And once we're on it, Kabbalah di Yisure, Shtikusa Viboy Rachame. The way to approach Yisurim, the way to approach suffering, is silence, right? Don't uh, don't give uh, countless press conferences about nothing. Um, you should rather be silent. You should uh, accept. The, what's going on as a decree, and we buy rachamay, and you should daven. Okay, tip for life. Abaya, berabia lay ime. So, uh, so uh, imra, excuse me, berabia lay ime imra. So there seems to be some question whether the word ime uh, belongs there or not. But when Abaya was younger, he would he had a sheep, and his sheep would go with him to the bathroom. Because you need company in the bathroom, it's not safe. But you can always drag a person out to the bathroom. So he had a, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, an emotional support sheep. So <laughs> I had an emotional support sheep that he took with him to the Beisakisi. So says to the Gemara, has an interesting question, which I can't say I understand necessarily the, uh, the surround, you know, the, you'll see what I mean. Well, Arabile Gadya asked the Gemara, why didn't she, uh, why didn't she raise a goat for him? Apparently, a goat is maybe easier to care for than a sheep. So, as the Gemara, the problem is seyer b'seyer michlef. The 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 demons we're looking to avoid look like goats, and right as they so often, uh, goats and demons are associated with each other in our books. So, says the Gemara, it seems like that the, there was a concern that if uh, if she raises him a goat one day, he might come back from the beis with a demon, and he doesn't know. Or another more likely shot is that he um, he would not be relaxed having a goat with him because goats don't look, keep in mind, it's going to be dark and dim and having a goat sitting next to you might be more unsettling than not. You'd rather have a sheep, which is big and fat and fluffy and friendly and that works out better. Rava, Nikama Dahavi Reisha, so Rava had a different approach to the matter. Before he was a big Rosh Hashiva, so Makarkishale Basar of Chista, I'm a Goiza Bilakona. Interesting uh, um, way of doing things. He would go outside the house to uh, to defecate, and she would stand inside his wife, Basar of Chista, Chista's daughter, his wife. So she had put like a nut in a um, in a copper box or a copper um, pot. And she would, uh, she would shake it. She had a gragger, and she would shake the gragger. She would stand in the house, and right outside, you know, uh, kind of parallel to where he was defecating, and she would shake her gragger, and that would give him the sense that his wife was right there, and he wouldn't get uh, nervous. Um, so that's what he did before he became the Rosh Yeshiva. However, Basar the Malach, once he became the Rosh Yeshiva, so it's a little more apparently Rosh Yeshiva needs a little more gar- uh, a little more security in terms of demons. So, Abdullah Kavsa 
They made a window, they made a hole in the wall, and she would put her hand on his head so that he would really have company. Okay? Either bring a sheep or bring your wife. Omar Ula. Ula says if a person finds himself, he needs to use the bathroom, he needs to relieve himself, and he's achayre hageder. But there's a fence in between him and everyone else. Nifna miyad, so he goes straight to the bathroom, he doesn't worry about anything. Now, if he's in a wide open space, so where's, what's the polite thing to do? So he should go, uh, he should position himself in such a fashion that he's that his friend, that, uh, his fellow in the valley, doesn't hear the sounds of him going to the bathroom. So easy by Nasan Masni Hachi Acheri Hageder calls Mansham Misadish Rin Chaver Shemaya. Easy by Yehuda says that that restriction applies even if he's Misadish Rin Chaver Shemaya. That uh, even um, the restriction applies even behind the wall. And Ubebika calls Mansham Chaver Roy A. And in the valley, right in the wide open space, he needs to be out of sight. So the Gemara says, okay, Mesve. So let's say you're doing a big oil press. You're doing a big oil press, and you live in the Galilee, and it's the year 104 BCE. So, um, you want to make sure that this oil stays tohar. Right? You want to make sure that it doesn't get uh, contaminated. Because you're a Tamukhacham, and your uh, your neighbors are Amiha Aretz and you're afraid if they come they're going to come knocking on the door they want to bring over some cookies they want to say hello and they're going to touch your oil and boom there goes all your oil is going to be tummy because these people don't know how to keep Thomas and Tyrus so what should you do so you have to set a guard right? you set a guard at the door two big Hasidish guys anyone who walks in you have bouncers so what happens if they need the bathroom what's the standard says the Gemara Says the, says the mission early. Uh, what they can do is they can go from the doorway of the olive press, and they can they can relieve themselves on the other side of the fence. And we can assume that everything has remained tohar. Right. So it would seem. Right, it would seem that one can go to the other side of the fence and promptly relieve himself. He doesn't have to wait. He doesn't have to wait till the till, till the area is clear because the assumption the Gemara is making is that if if that this clearly we see from the Gemara that it takes a very short time for this process. It must take a very short time because otherwise we should be concerned already that maybe an Amar snuck into the uh, oil press, oil press. So says the Gemara, you're right. Really, we should assume that. The only thing is. There is a kula of tarais that uh, says, right, since we're trying to, uh, as much as we can, we're trying to enable shmiras tarais, we're trying to enable people to stick to the to the framework of eating things, of, of being in a state of tara. So we are mekel, and we permit a more lenient standard when it comes to the laws of Beis when it comes to the, uh, which are really Daracharetz type of halachas, so we're more lenient. So on the same note, has another question. People who are guarding Tarais, how far away 
I mean, how far away can they go uh, before it's considered that they've abandoned their posts and we can no longer rely on whatever it is they're guarding as a uh, tahar? Says the Gemara, says the Mitzvah, Mishnah, Mishnah Taras, G'day Shiyahei. Roy, hey, you—they've got to stay in the in each other's line of sight, right? You say, hey, where are you? Oh, I'm right there. Yeah, I can still see the towers. So says the Gemara. Right, the implication is, the implication is that um, that uh, you have to at least be able to see him, and that means that if he goes out into the field, into the bika, if he needs to, uh, if he needs to relieve himself, so. We see that he's not able to go out of sight of the other fellow, or of the uh, the work people who are working or whatever. And that being said, it would seem that you can't go so far away as Isi wants you to go, so that you shouldn't be able to see anyone. Isi says that if you're going to relieve yourself in the bika, you have to go totally out of sight. But you're not allowed to if you're busy. If you're on Shemer Tara's duty, so uh, you're not allowed to go that far away. So you're going to tell me they didn't go to the bathroom? Of course they went to the bathroom. So it must be that a person's allowed to go to the bathroom even within sight of other people. Again, people who are affiliated with the Tarois community, we are lenient on their Tarois standards. All right. Their, their, excuse me, their Beisakise standards. Rav Ashi Rav Ashi has a different idea. My Kolzman Shain Khaveroi Roya the Gomri Sibarnasan. What did Isibarnasan mean? Kolzman Shain Khaveroi Roya is Peruai. Right? His friend shouldn't be able to see what he leaves behind. Abodidei Khazile is allowed to see him. Right? It's more you can see a person off in the distance. You don't want to do it. It's inappropriate to relieve for a person to relieve himself in a situation where his friend is going to uh, see more than he needs to see. Okay. Hahu Savdana. There was a professional um, eulogist. Interesting job. Now, for a little background, these safdonin, these uh, eulogists, are kind of sleazy characters. And their job was to show up at funerals. They were sounds like maybe they were itinerants. They would, and they, you know, they, this 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 um, this phenomenon continued well into, uh, I would say, probably into the 19th century, through the 19th century. With varying degrees of erlachkeit uh, and respectability, you had people who were like magidim. You have a remnant of that now. You go to, you go to a, any cemetery, there'll be someone wandering around. Who, you know, who oh, say Kaddish or something. Say, say, say to him, say Kaddish for you. Hmm. That's interesting. I've never encountered, I, I have heard tell of such things, and, and I've been to many cemeteries, especially in Eastern Europe, but I've never encountered one in the wild. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> I take your word for it. People are unemployed. People are just, you know, looking to fill the time. So the stuff done, the idea was the guy would come, he would show up, and he would put on a whole show. You would, you know, you, some, some, some nobody would die, and you needed to kind of have, you wanted, for the family, they wanted to kind of create an impression of respectability. Or even a regular person, but they wanted to kind of boost things, you know. So you'd have a guy, he would come, and he would cry and shout, and he would get everyone worked up about, oh, we, don't you remember this wonderful man, and how great he was. And it reminds me of the Chabad rabbi who did my grandfather's funeral, but had never met him. So every, there was this slight pause before he said his name every time. <laughs> and that, that kind of was the giveaway that he was talking about, someone he didn't know. Um, but he, he met one. Um, anyway... Um, 
So these Safdanim were not necessarily the most upstanding characters. So he shows up by Reb Nachman. He sees somebody, um, one of the Talmudim maybe. He says, oh, that guy, what a tsunua, what a gentleman, right? What a fine, what a refined person. You see how, uh, how tsunua, how modest he is in his ways. So only Reb Nachman, Nachman speaks to him very sharply. He says, maybe go with him to the bathroom. Then you'll find out if he's really a tsunua. The Tanya Says the Braitha, we don't call anyone a Tsunua until we know they're Tsunua in the Beis Hakisei, which in a way, to me, is kind of saying we don't call people a Tsunua. Because generally speaking, despite the very strange stories at the top of our Gemara, um, we, uh, we don't find that you know, uh, we accompany people into the Beis Hakisei. That's not really a, a thing. So it's kind of saying we don't ever really know if someone's a tzenua. Alright, so the Gemara says, Why was Rav Nachman so annoyed? Why did he speak to him in this kind of sharp way? He said, well, the problem is that Savdanim have this, this history, they have this habit of uh, making stuff up. And the, the Bryce says that the, the same way that uh, the dead people are punished. People, when we pass away, we are judged on our sins. So the Safdanim are judged for all the nonsense they say. So Reb Nachman wanted, uh, Reb Nachman wanted to make sure that this Safdan did not continue uh, just saying whatever popped into his head. He wanted to kind of show him, hey, don't just say things. You know, the the truth matters. Okay. What's a tanua? Okay, we're trying to find out how to be tanua in the basic he say, What's a tanua? What does it mean to be modest and, and well well brought up? It means hanifna belayl makum shenifna biyayim. Should go to the same spot. The guy goes, you know, out into the into the field to uh, to relieve himself. He should go to the same spot at night. Ain't he says the gemara. I'm review the gemara. It's not true. Didn't review the same the name of Rav. A person should be in the habit of relieving himself in the morning. In the morning means before the first light, when it's still dark. The harvest and in the evening before he goes to sleep. If he's in the habit of using of defecating specifically when it's dark, he won't have to go far away. So we see already that if it's dark outside, you don't have to go far away. I mean, the, the implication of what we said earlier is that if you go, if a person relieves himself in the same place he went during the day, then those, the Kiddush is like this. During the day, if a person goes to relieve himself, but like all the things we said earlier, he has to go a certain amount far away, whether it's behind the fence, whether it's, uh, whatever, wherever it is he has to go, but he has to go somewhere out of the way. Mm-hmm. So the, the Kiddush is that, oh, if he does the same thing at night, then he's a real Tsunua, even though technically it's the nighttime and he shouldn't have to go far away, it's dark, no one's around, nonetheless, it's a fine thing. If he makes a point of going a little bit far away anyway. So says the Gemara, hold on. We see very clearly that that's not Dalacha. We see very clearly that it's a perfectly okay thing to not go far away at night. Visu, Rava be a have admil. We know that Rava during the daytime would go, he would really go on a tremendous hike. He was because probably because of how his how Khashiv he was, it wasn't appropriate for him to be within sight of people. He would go deep into the woods to use the bathroom. But at night he would tell his his uh, his helper just you know make sure there's a quiet spot in the road somewhere. 
Right? The Rebzeri would say, ah, oh, just make sure there's nobody behind the base Chavraya. What's the base Chavraya? Is the, the building which the Chavraya, the group, uh, spends its time in. It's not the base Medrash, I suppose. But, uh, I don't know, the dorm. <laughs> I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they say it's the base Medrash. They say the, it's, like a, it's a big chiddush to me. Why, why mm-hmm. would we call it a base Chavraya? I guess, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's strange to me. Um, it, it, it adds up, but it, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not that it's illogical, mm-hmm. but we have a name for a base medrash. It's base medrash. So, anyway, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely possible. The Me'inu Lamifni, I need to uh, go to the bathroom. You're right. It can't be that, you have to use, that you're obligated to go at night to the same place that you go uh, in the daytime. Rather, what it means is Kederich in the same fashion. Was the same fashion, so it means with the same tznios. We really it was something we didn't really discuss in this parak. We discussed way earlier in the masechta about how much a person should uncover himself. You know, he's megala tefach and that sort of thing. The, all those rules should be observed at night as well. Even though you might think, ah, it's the nighttime, whatever. You don't need to bother. So very well. Says the Gemara. Another pshat. Even if we are going to say that um, it means the same place, so it's still uh, it's still possible to understand the whole thing as a discussion about a Karen Zavis. If you have a nearby place, a nearby place, um, which is a Karen Zavis, which has kind of some walls around it, it's a little secluded corner, it's still ideal. You don't have to go far, but it's still ideal to go to a secluded corner um, to defecate. Boy, am I glad that I live in the era of indoor plumbing. Gufa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just said a person should be in the habit of going to the bathroom during in the early morning and the late and the and really, probably not specifically the late night but evening. They shouldn't have to go far. We learn brayts like this as well. Same halacha. Now, mishamesh b'shav valtesha v'tumashmesh. Or it should be mishamesh b'shav valtesha v'tumashmesh. So it seems like people had the habit of uh, of um, opening up their uh, their insides, as it were, with uh, some kind of stick. Doesn't sound like a comfortable process, but maybe it eased the subsequent defecation. So the Gemara says, but as I says, make a point of doing that uh, before you sit down, because if you sit down and do it, it's very bad. That's unhealthy. Um, and even if they're doing magic in Spain, it will get you down here. Magic, it makes you, you make yourself very susceptible to magic. I don't know why. What, what do you do if you forget, if you accidentally sit down? And then he does this. What should he do? So, so he should say this whole counter spell. Loyli, um, loyli. Which means, loyli means, uh, you know, you can't get me. These are names of various kinds of magic. I'm just reading Rashi now, it just explains the spell. Right? Not, not all of them and not some of them. 
and lechayshi lecharashta. Lechayshi lecharashta means not the magic of male uh, sorcerers and not the magic of female witches. Okay. Watch out for magic. Tanya, benazay oimer. Al kol mishkav shechav. Sleep on any bed or on any surface. Chutz benakarka. With the exception of karka, of ground. And I'll call Moshev Shav Chutz Menachayr. Now we're getting just life tips. This is Benazla. Sit on any seat, just don't sit on a beam, because beams are a dangerous thing to sit on. They might collapse and you'll fall down. Amar Shmuel. Shina Ba'amud HaShachar Ki Istimo Leparzala. Or it's, excuse me, Shena Ba'amud HaShachar Ki Istimo Leparzala. Yitzia Ba'amud HaShachar there are two things that are very good for you. Um, istema is like the uh, the bolt or the the strap that secures the blade of the axe to the wood. Um, so that uh, istema, that strengthening, that's a good thing for axes. So the same way it's a good thing for axes, it's a good thing for you. Um, so sleeping, and and Bring on the side. Hmm. No. Um, another good thing is lihiponis, right? To go to the bathroom uh, first thing in the morning. These things are good. They are like a strap for an axe. Barkapara have a masbin mili. How they translate is to as steel. As steel. Mm, steel is to. Yeah, it sounds like a good mm. thing. Yeah, definitely possible. Forging. Forging. Okay. Mm. Okay. Meaning steel. Mm. Yeah, they say this on the side here also. What I looked up yesterday sounded more like uh, a physical piece of um, of hardware. I don't know if I misread it or... Okay. Definitely possible. Yeah, they say... Okay, even better. Fine, so it's like steel. Barkapara have a masbin mili bedinri. Barkapara was uh, buying things or selling things for a dinner. Ad for for a dinar. Ad the kafnis echel, right? Ad the words, uh, right? The statements. Ad the kafnis echel. Ad the tachis shesay. Ad the rascha kadruch shafoich shafoich. Spill it out. Karnakai b'reima. Bar uh, Bar Mazvin Te'eni Te'eni Davuchzavan. I will translate all of that. Uh, Bar Kapara had this kind of this 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 bag of tricks that he would pull out, and this is how it went. Um, it went like this: Ad uh, Ad Ma, Ad Kan Eat while you're hungry. Don't push it off. If you're hungry, you should go ahead and eat. Ad Ditzachish to say if you're thirsty, you should drink. Before your pot boils, or when your pot is boiling, pour it out. In other words, it's a polite way of saying, um, if you feel the need to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom right away. And finally, if you hear a horn blowing in Rome, somebody who's selling um, who's selling uh, figs, should sell the figs of his father. Presumably, his uh, he's... Uh, selling his father's figs, so you should sell them. There are interpretations of this whole statement that he said that read it on a deeper level, but we're not going to get into them. 
Habaya said to the Rabbanon, Ki at least everyone who, every Dafyomi Magachir in the world is having the same problem now, which is how to read through these massive blot of Agadita and, you know, explain mm-hmm. things sufficiently so that they're not just boring and weird and also just not get lost. Like, you could, you know, these are entire Sfarimalin written on these, uh, these Agadita's. So all I can say is I highly recommend further reading. Amaluhu, Abayil Rabbanon. Abayil said to the rabbis, Ki ailisu b'shvili de mechuza, when you uh, travel through the streets of mechuza, lemeipak be'bechakla loy, so these, uh, these are, we're describing it like side streets. These are, it sounds like these are kind of like the roads that would that led out to the fields. It's like when you're driving uh, down on uh, the Bay Shore, so they're out where like, um, it's a Colorado headset, you know, and you can tell how you know, before recent, before the real urban sprawl started hitting, you can tell how this was the outskirts of town out by the highway, and the, some of the fields are really kind of still there, <laughs> the big open spaces, and the side roads that take you out of the main, the main part of the city. So, when you're traveling on those roads, don't go staring, don't, don't snoop around. I'm not sure, I think he might mean if there are houses there, like don't peer in. But um, that would seem to apply even on a busy street. So I guess he's saying it's a quiet spot and you're out in the field, so have a little uh, sense and don't necessarily have, be, have your eyes roving across the road. Uh, why? Because it could be uh, that there are that there are women to um, who are sitting there. Presumably, they're going to the bathroom, and it's very impolite to look at them. Now, they point out that if it's women, that it's actually be forbidden to look at them. So it must mean they, they want to change it to itchy. Maybe there are people sitting. There are men sitting there. I'm not certain that there is a. Yeah. Okay. We won't get into that. But um, we have nashi. Rav Safra all lebeisakise. Safra went to the bathroom. Also, of Abba Nocharle Abba. This is interesting. This is relevant. Rav Abba came and he wasn't sure if anyone was in the bathroom. Seems like this bathroom had a door. Oh, an outhouse. So, Rav Abba stood at the door and coughed. Right, polite thing to do. <clears throat> anyone there? Amalei, Leomar. So, Rav Safra goes, Come on in. I guess there was room for more than one person. Come on in. Faster than Nafak, after he come out, comes out, so Amar Leir of Safra says to Urabba sister of Safra, Ad Hashdulu Ailis Laseir, Bigamartul Khamili the Sayer, he speaks him a little a little uh, a little sharply. Right? He says, uh, he says, You've you know the the reference of Sayer, I suppose, is a reference to the to the region of Har Sayer, to somebody who uh, I mean I think you can definitely read it in more uh, exciting ways in terms of Kali Sol and Gula and whatnot, but you haven't. I see that you uh, that you, you even though you haven't been to Sayer, nonetheless you've learned their ways because they have this habit. Also, they're also boors and they speak in the bathroom. You're not supposed to speak in the bathroom. What are you speaking in the bathroom for? Lav hachitnan. Did we not learn? Madura haisasham beisakizasham kavod. Dzehayekvaydei matzai no biyadu hashiyasham adam. So this is a mishnah in uh, Tamid. Which says that there was a Madura, there was a, there was a, one of the Lishkas that the Kahanam used, there was a large fire because it was cold out in the base of Mikdash, and there was a base Akise, and the great deal, thing about the base Akise was that it had a door. And if it was closed, you knew that the, you knew there was someone in there. And why is that a big deal? So you shouldn't have to carry on a conversation in the bathroom. 
That's the whole point. You're not supposed to have to carry on a conversation in the bathroom. Okay, so So we see clearly that it's not the Archaritz. It's not the correct thing to speak in the bathroom. So why did Rav Safra speak? Or then Rav Safra must have known this as well. It says the Gemara, He thought, he was afraid maybe that Rav Abba uh, was in danger. Why was he in danger? Well, and he said, oh, so come. He, said, he called out quickly, come in, come in. Maybe suddenly they had holding in one's uh, need to defecate or urinate is very bad for you. It can cause hadrakin is like dropsy, I think, and yarkin mm-hmm. is uh, is uh, is jaundice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he thought he was going to get sick, so he said, "Come in." The Belaz always like he's sick. This is an interesting thing. So in the old Gemaras, the Eisvahader is pretty free and easy with the. Uh, with the, with the changes, um, the, the apparently in the old Gemara it says Azahahu Parso, that uh, a Persian came, but uh, the story makes a lot more sense the way that um, the way that we have it written in the newer Gemaras, Azahahu um, a Roman came, especially because Rabbi Lazar lived in Palestine, he didn't live in a place with Persians. Um, so Dochake, he pushes him off. The way he pushed him off the spot, and he, you know, he made it clear, I am going to the bathroom now, not you, you dirty Jew. So Kamar Belazev Enafak, right? So that's really a very demeaning way to be treated. And you know, the bathroom is a, a moment of vulnerability, and uh, the guy gets pushed over and kicked out. So it's a very crude way of uh, acting. So also Drakoina. Now the word Drakoina today in uh, modern Latin <laughs> means a dragon, but as I learned recently, I think that its most early meaning is like a viper. So a snake comes along, shamte lekarkeshe, and rips out the Roman's guts. Kari writes, so that's what exactly what happened as soon as he sat in Kari Lerbelazer, ve'etein odom tachtecha, al-tikri odom ela edoin. The Pasuk says, ve'etein odom tachtecha, I shall put a person in your place. So, al-tikri odom ela edoin. In other words, the, the Roman was swapped into his place for this very unpleasant fate. Okay. So the continuation, uh, the pasuk, the 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 Gemara continues with the pasuk from Shmuel Aleph, which describes an incident in which uh, David Amelech and Shaul meet in a cave while Shaul is pursuing David, and Shaul David has the opportunity to kill Shaul, and he does not. He uh, instead he cuts a corner off his garment. So, afterwards, he's, he's telling, he's mocking the men of Shaul, right? Um, and he says, you know, or, I don't know if mocking is the right word, he's reproving them, and he says, I really, I had the opportunity to kill you, and I didn't. Um, so the Gemara says, the word is a little strange. I could have killed you. I could, is lacking the... Uh, the uh, the the suffix which says that it was me who could have killed you. So vatachais vachasti mi boiles. See, for some reason he shifts and he keeps shifting to the to the uh, to the third person. Amr Abelazar, Amr like David Lishal in Hatayra ben Harigo Atosh. Harid Raidiv Hatay. He says David Amar says to Shal, really I'm allowed to kill you because you're a Raidiv. Vatayra Amra bal lahar gachash game lahar guy. Someone's coming to kill you. Kill him first. However, because of your great, your great sneeze, so, right? so in other words, it's not that I, David, want to kill you. 
the Torah says I should kill you, but you're, and, and it's not that I had mercy on you. It is that the Tznias, which is, by the way, these are the traits of a king. The king doesn't is not dependent on, not supposed to be anyway, dependent on his own emotions. Right? He is, he is, control. His decisions are made by forces greater than him. So, um, right? He says, he says, but the Midas Tznias preserved your life. Why is that? What exactly do we mean? Because the, in the preceding psukim that described what happened, Shaul had gone to defecate in a cave. He didn't have to go into a cave, but went into a cave to, to defecate. He went into a cave because of his sneers. Tana, Geder Lufnim and Geder, Umar Lufnim Mu'ara, Lahasech. Excuse me, Lufnim Mu'ara. Where did he go? He went behind on a fence, behind the fence, in a cave within a cave. He really, really put himself in a totally private spot. Um, is a way to say uh, to defecate. We see the mission in Yuma as well. Um, even on top of all those, uh, all the privacy measures, he took up until then. He took his cloak and he kind of held it over himself uh, like a sukkah in order to really have a state of tzniyus. Okay, David goes ahead and he cuts off the corner of Shaul's garment. Um, Bilot, with a blade. So, Amr Abyasi Rebchanina, says Abyasi, son of Rebchanina, Kol HaMavazas HaBagadim, Seif Inenenem, is a very famous quote of Chazal. Anyone who treats uh, clothing disrespectfully ultimately does not derive benefit from them. Shanamar Ba'amelech, David Zakein Ba'ayamim, when David's old and he's uh, towards the end of his life, he could not get warm. From no matter how many blankets they put on him, he couldn't get warm. Okay. Im Hashem Hesischabi. The Pasuk says, continuing from that uh, in that dialogue, if Hashem has, uh, 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 if he's speaking to Shal and he says, if, if Hashem has kind of uh, incited you against me, so Yarach Mencha, we can try being a carbon. Mesis Karsli, so Kadesh Baruch is not happy. Kadesh Baruch is David. You're calling me an inciter, right? Mesis Karsli. Hare ani machshilcha bedavar. I will show you. I will, you'll make a mistake in a thing. Shafilu tinayik shal beis rabin yoydim aysa. You're gonna forget a halacha that everyone knows. Tachsiv kisisa asreish bnei yisrael of kudehem benas no ishkay for nafshay. Next week's parsha, when you count uh, the heads of bnei yisrael, so the way you do it is ishkay for nafshay. Everyone gives a coin. Uh, the rest of the Pasuk says right, that if you don't do them, if it causes a negaf, it can cause a plague um, when you, uh, when you, um, it causes a plague to, to count Kal Yisrael in a different fashion. Right, then what promptly happens is David makes a mistake. And Vayoseh says David, right? Vayoseh says David. He incited David. You see, you see that there, that's the hyperlink. It's supposed to bring you back to the concept that we're talking about here. Lamer lecha, Menes Yisrael. Lamer, excuse me. Lamer lech Menes Yisrael. Go count Israel. We came into Menin who loishakum and Nayukayfer. Once when he was counting them, he didn't take uh, a shekel or something like that from them. Uksiv va'itin Hashem dever me. So me habakar va'ad ace moy eight. They had a terrible magefa, um, a terrible plague struck them. Yeah, boiker, excuse me. From the morning until Ace Ma'ed. What's the Ace Ma'ed? My Ace Ma'ed. Amar Shmuel. Amar Shmuel. Sabah Chasen the Rebchanina. Mishmei the Rebchanina. The elderly Shmuel, son-in-law of Rebchanina, said the name of his father-in-law. Mishas Shchitas Hatamid Ash Ad Shas Zuri Kasei. This is actually a relatively short period of time, 
from the time of the slaughtering of the Talmud until the time of the throwing of its blood. Rabbi Shmuel Sabachasne, excuse me, I jumped up a line. Rabbi Chenaimer, Ad Chatzais, Mamish, until Chatzais. Okay. So more in this vein. Um, and he said to the Malach, um, who was causing destruction among the nation, Rav Omar, Rav Omar Abelazar, excuse me, Hamashkis Ba'am Rav. Right, he's destroying uh, uh, the the uh, who is destroying a great deal of the nation or the great nation. Amr Abelaz, Amr Lekadosh Baruch Hu Lamalach Tuli Rab Shabohem Sheyesh Bali Parmehem Kamachayvus Vayisasha Meis Avishai Ben Tzuria Shachu Kerubis Shachal Sanhedrin. This is the concept of sometimes a tzaddik is taken and he kind of fills up, uh, he he takes up a lot more um, uh, space in a sense. He, counts for a lot more than regular people. So give me this, give me someone great. Right, because Rahul instructed this destructive Malach, give me, take someone great and he'll count for a lot more. Okay. These were the things that Kadosh Baruch Hu saw that made him have mercy. All these nice things. So there's this concept of re'iyah, of seeing associated with the base of Mikdash. You shouldn't go into the Harbaith with your stick. And you shouldn't make it a kabandaria shortcut. My kabandaria, what's a shortcut? <laughs> I let you in on that one a little early. My rava, kabandaria kishma. A kapandaria is kishma, in other words, the, what the word meeks means in Greek or whatever, I think it's Greek, uh, a shortcut. Latin, Latin. Rebchana bar adam, which made the rav, soma, braider amari, amar, commando amar. It's a shortening of the following words. Command amar inish, adam akifna adari, instead of going through the rows of houses, eil baha. So it's just a contraction of that phrase. I'll go this way. If you go into Shul without the intent of making a shortcut, then you're like, oh, I'll just go out the back, but instead of going all the way out the front, that's fine. If it used to be a path, how about that? It used to be always a cut through, and now it's a Shul motor. If I went in, in the first place to Davin, I can also use it as a shortcut. Okay, check up the passage. You can't spit on Rabbi Yishua ben Levi called Rekik Parabais b'zman Azek Yilu Rekik Bas Enoi. Someone spits on the Harabais, he's like spitting, spitting in his own eye. Shnei Marbayu Enoi v'Libi Shom Kol Hayomim. On Marav Rekik Beis Knesses Sharia means to have a minnow. You're allowed to spit in a shul just like you can spit, um, just like you can wear shoes. Ma minnow b'Harabais Aser Beis Knesses Motor. You're not allowed to wear shoes in the Harabais, but you can't. You're allowed to wear shoes in the shul. After Rekik Parabais with the Aser Beis Knesses Shari, spitting is going to be permitted. Um, in Shul. You know what? Let's come back to this. It will not take us very long tomorrow.